Hey guys, Script Keeper here, and I have a special treat for you. It's a brand new show that I'm sharing with my wife, Monique. Hello. It's called The Dipshit Files, and we're going to share all of the ins and outs of The Dipshit Files over the next 45 minutes or so, and then there'll be another episode right after this of what the show will really be. But today we're going to talk about three really famous assholes that we call dipshits. We're going to rate them in a way that we think is going to help you determine who were the most dangerous cunts in the history of humanity, and who were the people that were portrayed as the most dangerous cunts in the history of humanity, thanks to the media. Poopies. That's our mission with this. Dumb. And it's called The Dipshit Files. We're going to talk Ed Gein, Jeffrey Dahmer, and Albert Fish on the other side of this noisy thing that I made. <laughs> Dipshit Files. Dipshit Dipshit Files. Howdy, wife. Well, hello. It's the very first Dipshit Files. Yes, it is. Yay. I am Zach Flannery. I am Monique Flannery. And yeah, we're going to do a non-deep dive <laughs> into actually three very famous serial killers this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to let you know what the show is like. And yeah. we're going to show you our dipshit meters. Yes. I'm excited about that. Yeah, we wanted to figure out two major things with serial killers. When mm-hmm. I worked at Time Suck... I would always ask Dan and the secret suck, where does this guy rank or gal or people rank mm-hmm. compared to other dipshits that we've sucked before? Mm-hmm. And that's what this show is going to be about is kind of finding out like with a number scale exactly where these depraved pieces of shit exist within the universe of each other. Yes. So who's the the baddest baddie of them all? Right. Well, see, you know, and, and I love this, uh, the, the format of this show because... I've always had a fascination for the psychology of yeah. well, the human brain and why people do what they do and, and what leads them to make the decisions that they make and the lifestyles that they pursue. That's why I let scientists put <clears throat> nodes in my brain. It's because I want to know. I want to know why poopies is so angry all the time. Poopies. Um, but so because of that interest, uh, I started delving in years ago, reading about them and, and doing my best... Uh, to understand, I guess mm-hmm. I have never understood it's my hard brain. To figure out. My brain doesn't work that way. But um, delving into the psychology, at least what psychologists uh, see in patterned behavior mm-hmm. and their suspected reasoning why behind it, which is also thrown on its ear a lot of times. Because, this is a really yeah, you know, weird field. Human action mm-hmm, and human mm-hmm. doings. I it's, mean, we it's do very weird shit. It's complicated. It's nuanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and although there are patterns of thought processes, there is uh, and and uh, patterns of behavior and uh, um, cause and effect. It changes because not all humans are the same, even though there are patterns there. So I'm fascinated with that where, you know, you can you can have one person who had these experiences, this collection of experiences as a child, which goes to show they they have it as a baseline. Mm -hmm. You know, these these are the five things that will show that the person's going to end up like this as an adult or five experiences that will lead them to act in this way as an adult. But we have this one person over here that's 
yeah, had all of that, and it, exactly. Yeah, so causation. it is, it is fascinating to me. And a that's, lot of genes do a lot of things, <laughs> and it's not like you're just like your mom and your dad. It's like a trillion-sided die. Uh, the, absolutely, the genetic code dice rolling that you get. And we, as humans, we like to label and we like to categorize and we like to list. So yes. we, the the more understanding we have, the more comfort we have in our place here on the planet, and so we are compelled to understand that's right and we're gonna try and understand the best we can yes we can and this week we're gonna talk about three very famous assholes Mm -hmm. dipshits really so we're pulling them from the dipshit files Mm -hmm. people you may have heard on time suck or Mm -hmm. any of the other various uh true crime podcasts out there Mm -hmm. but we're gonna introduce the dipshit meters and there are two of them yes uh the danger meter and the notoriety legendary meter yes and both of those are important because when you come that's that's basically the whole point of the show is Mm -hmm. How dangerous to society were these people? Mm-hmm. And let's rank them. Literally, yeah. we're going to rank them. On when you'll see the scale soon. And then, how much did the media help hurt, yeah. distort, and create a legend? Mm-hmm. So each piece of shit, each dipshit, will get that. So and today we're going to do famous ones. And our, in our episode two, we're going to do lesser famous, but mm-hmm. also some that you would know from Time Suck mm-hmm. and other various podcasts. And well, that's how, but. Really what we're going to do as we get into this is no deep dives, but you'll get a a story. Monique Mm -hmm. knows these things really well. Her and I both have backgrounds in true crime. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys know from me from Time Suck. Mm -hmm. I was the script keeper in case you didn't know. And what we did there was, I mean, every week we would look into a variety of depraved sons of bitches and Mm -hmm. then also interesting topics. And we're going to do some of that here, too. We're not just going to do serial killers. We're also going to do our same kind of meter system Mm -hmm. to some various things that we're interested in. Yeah. So this is really the Zach and Monique look into shit and then put numbers on them. (laughs) So for stats nerds, which I am, we're going to have some stats on this. And we're not celebrating serial killers. We're Mm -hmm. not going to... We're not trying to do any of that kind of thing. We just or, want to or, know. We're not celebrating, well, like flat earthers and UF, right. ufology. And no. This isn't a celebration. This is basically um, trying to gain the best understanding that we can Get about. Get as far away from wrong about exactly, some shit. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Together. And you guys can help us. We're very yeah. much interested for you to get exactly to understand exactly what we're thinking with the dipshit meters mm-hmm. and to hear what your scores are too mm-hmm. and then i think at the end of these shows and and you know a round of weeks as people are voting as you know how far off we are or what your scores are mm-hmm. we'll collect them and we'll do a, a audience tally mm-hmm. and we'll figure out where jeffrey Dahmer compares to albert fish yes but today we're going to give you a little bit of what we think right about the about albert fish about ed gein and about Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes. And we're going to go one by one. And each one of them, we're going to talk a little bit about their life. But really, in this one, we're just going to talk about our they, scale. It's we're hard. To, there's the, really no need to go through the in-depth, no, even the stories. Because these, guys. these are these are very famous people. Yep. So if you don't know about the individuals that we're talking about, um, you want to know more. There's plenty of podcasts yep. out there. There's plenty of History Channel you can Check find a five-part, seven-hour. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no need for that from us. Right. Uh, but we've <clears throat> we've definitely spent some time with these characters. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there for Time Suck for Jeffrey Dahmer or for Ed Gein. And I actually didn't do any of the research for Albert Fish, but I was there when it was recorded and... <laughs> gross. <laughs> and by the way, he's we picked him in this first episode because he is a benchmark. He really this. is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think all three of these are weird benchmarks because Jeffrey mm-hmm. Dahmer, it, it's not quite... What you would think. 
He's not right. as high as you'd think. He's not as low as you'd think. There's certain mm-hmm. things. It's weird. There's all sorts of weird shit in this. So yeah. let's just get started. Ed okay. Gein. We'll, we'll begin with Ed Gein. Dipshit meter introduction, the danger scale, and the notoriety scale. And so we'll, we'll bring in the very first dipshit meter, which is the danger. How, how dangerous were these people? Mm-hmm. And there are four parts to this. Brutality, cruelty, the criminal mind, and depravity. Mm-hmm. And so what we'll do is on a scale of zero to five, uh, we're going to give each one of those a four, you know, zero or five. Mm-hmm. And then we'll add it up, divide it up, and the average of that will be the number for how dangerous they are. Mm-hmm. That's simple. But then there's quite a bit to brutality, cruelty, criminal mind. Monique is the, is the knowledgeable one there. And we'll get to that. And then the second scale will be basically what the media did before. Mm-hmm. While they were committing the crimes, mm-hmm. then after the trial, when they were caught or during the trial, mm-hmm. and then the legend that came afterwards. So yeah. the movies, the folklore, right. the books, all the the fame, they became a cartoon character, all right. that kind of shit. And I think that will give us a good understanding mm-hmm. of where to put these fucking pieces of shit. Right. So we begin with Ed Gein. Dipshit number one. His brutality. In my opinion, uh, Ed Gein was not, I, I think his brutality was uh, somewhat low. We've, we've gone through and we've rated these, uh, these individuals already. Yep. Uh, his brutality was somewhat low. What was his score? It was a 1.25. Exactly. So Ed Gein, for a little bit of backstory, Ed Gein, of course, had, um, he had some challenges. Um, he wasn't considered a very high IQ individual. Um, he struggled with social structure. He struggled with friendships, and he had a very abusive mom. Mm-hmm. Um, it is suspected that he he killed his brother. Um, as far as brutality goes, I rated him fairly low because he started off. Although he sounds like a you know a, a really grotesque, crazy serial killer, he started off uh, digging up graves. So we'll right. talk about that in the depravity area, but. Um, Brutality. Brutality is cutting. It's the violence. Of yes. Things. So as he, we go through this, we'll explain exactly yes. what these are. So his br- guess. his brutality was fairly low because he killed the the. I think he only killed two people, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quick. It was a quick strangulation. Right. Um, and it wasn't about the act of killing that he was fascinated with. It was what happened after. So as far as the brutality and the cruelty, which is also in He just needed a goddamn body. He needed a body, and that's why he started by grave robbing. Right. So he would kill. He killed quickly. So he has a very low brutality score. And his cruelty was also low. Mm -hmm. We gave him a one. Yes. Because it was quick. It it wasn't for the reason of torture or anything like that. Yeah, there was very little uh, that led up to the crime. mm -hmm. You know, he'd make a decision. He went in. He did it. And it was fast. Yeah. And cruelty in our mind, a five cruelty is, you know, reviving a person mm-hmm. to kill them over and over again. To Emotional torture. torture. Yeah. yeah. And Mental so zero, anguish, fear. Zero is a person that feels safe. You know? Yeah. So uh, his criminal mind was a two. Mm-hmm. He was also not very bright. So when it came to hiding his crimes, uh, he didn't really see a need to do it. There was, there was no reason for him to hide that stuff. So... Um, after his father and his mother passed away and he was no longer living with his brother, um, there was no reason to hide what he was doing. Hmm. So basically, everything that he did to these bodies, he did in the privacy of his own home. Hmm. Um, so 
of course, once they found out about it, he didn't share. No, no, there was no anyone. He didn't, he didn't have any feel, friends or anything. No, he didn't feel a need to. You know, he was liked in the community. He was a he was known as the, a really sweet man that would help people. Um, he was kind of slow and he was kind of shy and he had a speech impediment and I mean he was he was a babysitter for kids. Mm, he wow. got along he got along better with kids than he was than he got along with adults. So for a long time he babysat. But, um, but he was the, interested in dead bodies of adults and kids. And he, no kids. No kids. No, okay. no, no, no kids. No men. Just uh, women. It was women, and the psychologists believe it had something to do with his very overbearing um, religious mother mm. uh, growing up. His father was an alcoholic. Um, his mother judged his father harshly because of his alcoholism. His dad died of a heart attack at fifty-six, I think. Um, Somewhere in there, but he died of a heart attack, and then the mother continued berating the father to the boys, mm. Henry and Ed Gine, um, after his death. And Ed always wanted to please his mom. He was a mama's boy, and he really wanted his mother to love him. Mm. Um, even though she never really well, showed boys, <laughs> that a lot of guys she, go through cheese. But she, she really didn't. Uh, her way of showing love, I mean, she, she abused him, she beat him, um, she berated him. Henry... Tough love. They, uh, some people think that well, is. Well, that no, is... I, I know it's not. Yeah. yeah. Well, Henry uh, fell in love with a woman who had uh, two children, a divorced woman, and the mom berated Henry for choosing a damaged female. Hmm. Um, and he tried to get out. Ed never dated hmm. um, because women were bad. And she would punish Ed and Henry by reading passages from the Bible, specifically uh, Revelations. Yikes. You know, so it's it pretty crazy. But anyways, um, so going. He, so that's a one. Go ahead. Going back to the criminal mind. He didn't have a criminal mind. He had a very simplistic view of the world. He knew what he was doing was probably not going to be accepted, but he had no desire to hide it, and he didn't have any friends or family to find out, so everything was just laying around. So we gave him a two for the criminal mind. Mm -hmm. So he's got a one in brutality, mm -hmm. a one in cruelty, mm -hmm. and a two in the criminal mind, but his depravity is where it, what raises him quite a bit. We gave him a five. His depravity was up there because depraved activity. Go ahead and, and define what a depraved person would be. Being a piece of shit. <laughs> but basically the way we look at it is body disposal, mm -hmm. the things that you do after a person has passed away. Yes. And including digging up a grave mm -hmm. or, you know, necrophilia in a morgue or some shit like mm -hmm. that. But uh, lots and lots of the serial killers in Time Suck universe are depraved because right. that's some you know some of the more interesting things that humans do have mm -hmm. a tendency to do with ejaculate or right. weird ass things where people are very intrigued by it. Well, one thing that I so do we ended up covering it a lot. Anyway. <laughs> one thing I do want to I want to uh, touch on here quickly, which will come up a lot in these uh, episodes, is um, you'll find that when we're talking about serial killers. The majority of them are sexually motivated. Right. Um, and if you break the sexual impulses down, all the way down, there's, there's, I mean, we can go into deep conversation about this, but sexual impulses are rooted in a sense of power, mm -hmm. a sense of security. And the majority of these individuals have lost power, lost their personal power somehow, either in childhood or however. 
um, and they don't have a whole lot of security, which leads to low self-esteem. So with sex being the root, or power being the root of sex, most of this is them trying to regain power. Right. And that's what drives them. So most of them are sexually motivated, and Ed Gein is no exclusion. Right. So Ed Gein... All three of these guys we're talking about today were sexually motivated to the exactly, yeah. exactly, and anybody who create who uh, performs or or commits uh, sexually motivated crimes do so from a place of lack of power, lack of self esteem. Um, so that's where we're at. Right. Ed Gein, uh, his depravity was high because he dug up dead bodies to begin with, mm-hmm. because of his fascination with the female form. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have girlfriends. He had no sexual experience with a living person. He gained his sexual experience through a dead person. See, this is why I'm still for sex robots. <laughs> I mean, they might go, they may go usurpatious on us and kill the masses. This, but at least they'll keep Ed Gein. I Gein. understand what you're saying, but I still disagree because you cannot gain power over a robot. Oh, I think you can. You. Have you ever been pissed off by a toaster and you just beat it? You just berate it? You're not going to gain the same psychological satisfaction from overpowering a robot. Anybody who's thrown their phone and broke it mm. knows that you're like, ah, fuck. Well, yeah. I don't feel any better. Well, I think if... if Ed... Now, if the, if the phone that you threw screamed and cried, maybe... <sighs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean that's uh, the sex robots are going to be very. I mean you're going to you're going to break their hearts from time to time <laughs> when you don't call. That's how how good they'll be in the future. So Ed was a two point three, and yes. it's Ed Gein. Gein. It's, Ed Gein. it's actually it's Gein or Gein, depending on what part of the world you're from. Right. However, where he's from, it's Gein. That's what his his name was to him. He yes. came to that sound. Yes, he Gein. did. But he was a two point three in the danger zone, which is pretty low, actually. For, for I the, thought we were talking about depravity. This is the whole thing, oh, all the oh. way over. His in all four of those categories, all averaged together, becomes a two point three. I'm the, not looking at the list. He's I know. Got the I've list. got the list. <laughs> and now, and we also did notoriety too, yes. because he basically, you know, he, we know about him because mm-hmm. of notoriety. But during his crime spree, mm-hmm. and we have three different categories for this. Is like we said before that he's caught before he's even known, mm-hmm. uh, before his trial. And then after the trial, when he's caught, and then the legend. Mm-hmm. And so before the trial, we gave him a zero. Yeah. Because there, there was, was no knowledge of There was this. really nothing going on. Um, uh, his crimes were, the majority of his crimes were committed against dead people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was just kind of some confusion. He was really good at, at covering his tracks. He'd dig somebody up and he'd, you know. And they noticed that the graves were disturbed, but there really wasn't a whole hell of a lot going on there. And then when he moved on to the living people... It wasn't until the last individual that the people were really wondering what was going on because this was a woman who owned a hardware store and she was very well loved. She followed a, um, a strict schedule every day. Mm. It was guaranteed that the store would be open for decades. Right. You know, it was always the same. And then mm. when they found that the store wasn't open, something was terribly wrong. So really public terror was only about 12 hours long right which is why the media had nothing exactly to terrorize the people with right right uh so people found out about it uh they knew something was wrong and it was it was like a day you know if that before that people were concerned before they got answers after the trial we gave him a 475 yes because they discovered a body hanging being drained of its blood in (laughs) in the uh Uh, garage in the barn in the barn yeah 
they also discovered a collection that he had collected over the years of body parts that yeah, he was fascinated by. And people didn't like hearing about that. Nope, nope. He took skin and he made furniture parts. At, he was drinking out of the tops of the, or eating cereal, eating soup and cereal out of the tops of the skulls of the corpses that he dug up. They were God his damn, dishes. dude. Yeah, he... <laughs> God damn, dude. He had collected, uh, you know, female nipples. As one does. Created <laughs> a belt out of a them. A nipple belt. A nipple belt. And that well, is an actual thing. That'll be in our merch store um, uh, next week for lamp sure. Lampshades. Um, he's you, the lampshade guy? He's the lampshade guy. Oh, man. Is yeah. he the guy that the Jeepers Creepers movies, where they trying to base it off a guy you like You know, him? there's that uh, psycho... Um, there's several movies because he was so depraved yeah. uh, and it was so gross that it became uh, almost like a horror genre within itself. Right. So thank you, Ed Gein. Yeah. Um, even though this very mild mannered, seemingly gentle, just human, following his dumb dick. He was just following. He was very, he was very curious about his dick and he wanted to know how the body worked mainly the dick and he he was he wanted he wanted to be he Using wanted his to have, dick he wanted he, he wanted to use his dick yes right but he didn't want the people to talk back to him well which you know again no sex robots for the win that's the other thing it wasn't that he didn't want them to talk back to him so he killed them to shut them the fuck up right. it wasn't like that he didn't know how to talk partly that he didn't know how to man. talk to them Sure. He didn't know how to communicate with them. Well, that's part of the reason. So it's best to remove the life from the right. body and then use the body. Sex robots. Necrophilia. Sex robots. Okay, so overall, <laughs> our little our little weirdo was a 2.3 in danger mm-hmm. and a 3.25 in the legend that has been built and the way the media has oh, created this story. there's movies, there's character arcs in these yeah, movies. His, yeah, he's a five yeah. in the legend. Yeah, he really yeah. is because of what he did, the time that it was done. Mm-hmm. He's um, basically, yeah, like you said, created a whole genre. He's but a legend. He, but he had a zero in there too, so that gives mm-hmm. him a 3.25 overall. Yes, but there you can see kind of the things, and we'll we'll show you the breakdown in the show notes and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we move on to Mr. Jeffrey Dahmer. Dipshit number two. Okay. And we're going to talk about the brutality of Jeffrey Dahmer. In our scale, we gave him a three mm-hmm. in his brutality. Yes. Why would you say we gave him a three? Well, we can divide Jeffrey Dahmer's activities between early life and animals uh, and later in life in humans. Okay. Um. Jeffrey Dahmer began with uh, animal torture and animal killing um, at a very early age. Uh, His was more of a curiosity also, and it was very, very based in power. Um, And then his first murder was committed when he was very young. Um, And I don't have notes in front of me as far as absolute details, but he was a preteen or a teen, uh, his first murder. And his brutality was middle of the road, a little higher than just the middle of the road, because he did uh, torture a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't for the sake of torture. He wasn't a sadist. So his whole point was to, he wanted wanted company. Um, Mm -hmm. He wanted a partner. His problem was he didn't want to... uh, He's trying to... Trying to make drones, sorry. Yeah. Up, trying to make drones and shit, right? Yeah. Like he didn't want Automatons. He didn't, he didn't like to have conversation. Same as then, as the other guy, as Gein. Yeah. Uh, he wanted just somebody to do what he wanted him to do. 
Gein was more simplistic. Uh, Gein. Gein. Was Goddamn, bro. Was more simplistic. His was more uh, ends ends to the to the means. He mm. just wanted uh, to have a normal sex life. And he needed cups to drink out of. Uh, he was he was he needed something to put his soup in. It's cheaper, you know. So probably worked fine. He needed a belt, you know. Why not <laughs> nipple belts? <laughs> kind of belts besides and gator belts. And he those came. Are spendy. He came from a farm, you mm-hmm. know. So he was uh, operating on an area of necessity and just kind of filling that need. Sure. Dahmer was looking for company. He wanted a partner in life, but he had a very difficult time communicating. So, and understanding the communication of others. Uh, he wasn't an angry individual. We shouldn't communicate with chloroform first. No, you no, shouldn't be no. roofing people via right. communication like, hey, I'll talk to you when you're in a stupor. <laughs> so, we're talking about his brutality, correct? Uh, yeah, his initial brutality his was in, a three, yeah. Yeah, so his initial brutality, he tried to um, he tried to subdue his individuals by either a blow to the head or by drugging them, getting them to drink too much. Um, and and pass out. So he was trying to keep the brutality low, not intentionally. That was just the way he was acting. But as time went on, he realized these individuals either uh, they didn't make it or they were leaving him anyways. Mm -hmm. He was trying to, at one point, he uh, took an unconscious individual and drilled a hole in their skull with and inserted some an acidic compound to try and dissolve the part of their brain that made them want to communicate because he wanted a living individual, but he wanted full control over them. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. The person, uh, they didn't make it. So basically that the brutality was middle of the road, a little higher than middle of the road because he was pretty brutal. I'd, I'd say drilling a hole in his <laughs> head is pretty brutal, but, he, but not as brutal as some of the things no, that we'll cover in the future. No, yeah. because he didn't do it for the sake of the fear factor of it. Right. He didn't gain satisfaction from seeing pain. He didn't, he wasn't a sadist. Right, right. But we did give him a five in cruelty. His cruelty was pretty high because... um, These people were tortured. Well, they were. For weeks. Days. As long as they lived. Yeah, exactly. The whole time it was torture. Uh, He was extremely cruel, but it wasn't for the sake of cruelty. You know, it wasn't for the sake to see... He didn't gain satisfaction from pain so much, although he was interested in Mm -hmm. it. He just didn't be like, yeah, yeah, more pain. But that wasn't him. Right. So, and then when we got to criminal mind, mm-hmm. he wasn't really that high. Mm-mm. 1.75. Nope. He did not, uh, th- he thought ahead, but he didn't think it out completely. And your common That's person, how all the body parts kept piling up, Yeah, right? we'll see. That's exactly it. He started off disposing here and there, but he was not good at it. He was never really good at it. Mm. He even tried dissolving them in vats of acid. Uh, he tried eating them. There's dual versions uh, dual reasons there but he tried to dispose of the the anatomy of these individuals and he was failing at it which is what got him caught um you know you can only go so long with body parts Mm. i mean he had them in his fridge and shit he wasn't really trying that hard no it's like somebody (laughs) came over and like i'm gonna get some orange juice be like no star oh oh, well sorry there's a head in the fridge exactly you don't know him don't worry right i met him somewhere at a club (laughs) And then the very last thing, this is our first guy that, that's gotten two fives in our four part, you know, the danger zone thing. Uh, he got a five also in his depravity, obviously. 
because when you start removing heads mm-hmm. and eating shit mm-hmm. and all of the things, really. His depravity was uh, pretty high because he had this idea uh, that if you, you would have, it goes back to that control thing. Consuming. If that. you consume the parts, you have the control. Ugh. Uh, you have you have no more control. I control so many cows. It's like the apex of control. <laughs> I am the goddamn dominator of goddamn half you're of the, Texas cows. You're the bovine former king. cows. <laughs> now they're just poop. Actually, there are a lot of the you know grass and shit around. I don't know. Right. So, uh, anyways, the best way to control is to consume. Yes. And so his depravity was high between uh, the dissection, mutilation. Um, I mean, his depravity was high before they were even dead. I mean, who drills a hole in somebody's right. head? You know, that's, uh, yeah, that's a unique level. Mm-hmm. And so two fives. But then he ends up with a three point seven as a danger to society. Quite mm-hmm. dangerous. Not quite to the monster level. Still a monster as far as, you know, any normal person would be considered. But mm-hmm. we, we consider a four point and higher to be. Uh, really fucking fucking but he, monster. But he's on. He's <laughs> he's up there. But mm-hmm. what brought him down was his criminal mind. Right. Is that he was not really good at doing what he was trying to do. Right. Which is interesting. So now we move on to his kind of legendary status and his what the media did. So mm-hmm. his notoriety meter. Mm-hmm. And we gave a two point five for what was going on while he was committing his crimes. Mm-hmm. The media was aware of it. Well, the media not yes. aware of him. Right, the media was aware something was going on. His neighbors, uh, the community was aware something was going on. The reason why he's not higher is because the individuals that he chose, uh, the the lifestyle that they led, made them quote unquote disposable people. Right, out in the fringe yes. of what society was at that point. And yeah. they're obviously not disposable people. But right. in the this period of time, people were looked at that way. This is like late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he was. 90s, choosing right? individuals, yeah, late 80s, late 80s early 90s, 90s yeah. Okay. He was choosing individuals that may not have had a secure home life, mm-hmm. um, individuals that may have been homeless, living on the streets, prostitutes. Um, and he also was uh, choosing from the gay community. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer could never reconcile with his own mind that he was homosexual. Um, because at that time, even though it was more of a, a widespread understanding, it was becoming a little more publicly accepted as a normal part of life. Right. Um, but it wasn't accepted it in wasn't, his house. No. And it family. wasn't, if his family would have known, his parents were normal fucking people. Really? Okay. I mean, if you listen to interviews, this was a loving family. Um, they knew that he had problems. But they were working through them. Right. Uh, they were kept in the dark about a lot of the stuff that was going on in his head, a lot of the stuff that he was doing. And there is an argument out there that how do you raise a child that is mutilating animals on your own property and killing his friends and you don't know? Right. Um, I mean, some of the even his grandmother, he lived with his grandmother for a little while in the early part of his killing. And he uh, dismembered these bodies in her home. How do you not know? Well, um, I can say, having been a mom, not to a serial killer or, right. you know. Two good kids. Yeah. Two wonderful kids. I know that a lot goes on in their private life that I choose not, I chose at the time when they were younger, not to know about. Even though I knew something was up, I chose not to dig. Out of respect for privacy of the other human, the little human that is living in my home. Now, if right. I had a sense that there was something terrible, fuck yeah, I'm going to dig. Right. But... 
you know, the more criminal and more depraved I think these little humans are, the easier um, it is for them to cover up their depravity. Sure. You know, or at least hide it. Right. Um, as a non-depraved person, a non-criminal person, I'm not looking for that stuff. Right. You're not assuming <laughs> that they're in there dissecting no. the neighborhood cat. Or I mean, whatever, at the know. very worst, I would think that maybe they're sneaking beers or something. Right. You know, not right. dissecting the cat and using their entrails as a necklace. That's not something that right. I would automatically assume. <laughs> Little Timmy, are those eyeballs? You know, that's not something that I would even think. Right. So, um, but yeah. so So... While his crimes were being committed, we gave him a 2.5 mm-hmm. with, with the media, the way they were doing things, because mm-hmm. there was some knowledge of going on. Mm-hmm. Well, these Af- individuals were going missing. Yeah. Right. And so, and people were afraid. And the that. neighbors were starting to smell weird shit. But because you know? it was from, you know, at a time when, when homosexuals were basically in the fringes mm-hmm. still, mm-hmm. Uh, it was much lower. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as his crimes, when they did, they found out the depravity oh god it was a five after that trial absolutely and it has been you know it's so funny because it is still a five today yeah and uh i think he actually he either was discovered or convicted i can't remember in 1994 which was the year my daughter was born Mm -hmm. so it's been a long time and everyone knows about jeffrey dahmer yeah there's me he's the meme king now he is the meme king you know (laughs) but then the legendary status we didn't give him a five this Mm -mm. is the the third thing in the notoriety Mm -hmm. we give him a 4.25 because Mm -hmm. nobody's making movies about Mm -mm. him he's not Mm -mm. a he's he is the meme king and that puts him up high Mm -hmm. and everyone knows about him and everyone he's part of jokes and Mm -hmm. all that crap but he is not a story guy he's not any stories Mm -mm. he's not I don't think he, he may have inspired a few movies. Maybe, but, but I haven't, I looked, I couldn't really Nobody's find owning anything. up to it. No, yeah, no, right. Exactly. But he's still high enough to mm-hmm. warrant over a four. Mm-hmm. So 4.25. Overall, his notoriety is a 3.9. Mm-hmm. So he's a 3.7 in danger and a 3.9 as far as the media and his legend has gone. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to our final guy for this episode, just showing you what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And we'll do uh, three more next week as well. Just to, and then we'll also do some deeper dives, not as deep as mm-hmm. what you would get in other places, but we'll tell some stories. Yeah, we're going to go much. We're going to have more information. We're just touching There's quite right a few that, that we're going to bring up that you've probably never heard of, mm-hmm. or only some of the few of you that are very deep into the criminal uh, world, into mm-hmm. the, the uh, what is it, murder porn, I guess? That's uh, <laughs> what my husband calls it. Yes, I'm the husband. <laughs> uh, but now this leads us to Albert Fish. Dipshit number three. Ugh. Yuck. And yeah. he is our first three-fiver. Mm-hmm. And he almost was a four-fiver. Mm-hmm. So he's really the benchmark for all of the followers, mm-hmm. all of the following serial killers and tyrants. And, you know, we'll see. Ugh. Because he's a 4.9 as a person for our danger to society. He's a 3.7 as far as, as his legend. And we'll get to that here in a minute. But let's start. Let's go through the meter. Dipshit meter, number one, brutality. He's a five. Yeah. Couldn't well, be more brutal. Albert Fish was a sadomasochist. Yeah. But yeah he um, liked to be brutal to himself as well. He was brutal to himself. He was brutal to others. Pain was the name of the game with this man. Right. Um, he liked to inflict it. He liked to feel it. Uh, Pins in his nails in his chode. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, brutality. Listen to the time suck on that one. Peter Bapada. No You'll love it. His brutality was him. was was terrible. He brutalized and he took pleasure in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so much pleasure. Yeah. So much pleasure. 
And then his cruelty was very high. Yeah. He wrote letters. Yeah. To uh, the victim's parents. To the victim's like, parents. This is how we do it in Hollywood. We yep. fucking torture him. Mm-hmm. I hope you like that news. You know. I, I killed him nicely. Well, not nicely. I chopped his dick off first. Yeah. You but, know, you know, and it's so weird that he would go through the detail of what he did to this woman's child, but say, but she died a virgin. I just want you to know that. Yeah. As if that's important. Right. I chopped her head off, but, you know, her no. privates were intact. I respected that part. Jeez yeah. Louise. Terrible. Criminal Awful. mind. Awful. This is where he falls just a tiny bit shy. Uh, he's at 4.5 here, but it's still high level. But he's not the highest level we've seen. He so we couldn't give him the full Criminal five. mind was amazing. The guy did his best to escape. Uh, his downfall was getting his mail. Right. You know, and I find that fascinating where his downfall was. His arrogance, really, too. Yeah. Writing all those letters mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. And uh, the the police ended up uh, tracking him down at a, I, it's like a what we would call like a youth hostel, but it's it's a hotel. Yeah. But you rent it, you rent the room by the week. He lived there, but he had moved out, but not fully. He's still paying rent and he's still picking up his mail there. And that's how he was caught. Hmm. So you can't give him a five. Him down. You can't quite give him a five. Right. But the rest of it, his cover-ups, um... His audacity <laughs> to write what he was doing. He was enjoying the notoriety. He was yeah. enjoying sharing. It was kind of like catch me if you can type mm-hmm. kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, very arrogant. Yep. And then his depravity was is legendary. Yeah. It's the peanut butter butter. Yeah. It goes beyond that. Well beyond that. Uh, He's ugh. A yeah. Terrible, terrible human. So four point nine. Well, he also and, was a he was also a cannibal. Right. Yeah. yeah. Eating. There's so much to it. Listen to that time suck. It's I don't want to go through that because this guy is the benchmark. You want to yep. hear depraved, awful shit? Yep. Listen to Time Sucks. Albert Fish. It was episode 140 something. 141. 141. And I was that's right when I got there. Yeah. I didn't do like I said. I didn't do the research on that one. Dan was like, I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy doing Vikings or something. At that I think point. you were doing Vikings. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Or or uh, Madame Laurie. I think it was somewhere in that um, area. Yeah, Madame Lollery was only like two or three episodes in after Albert you Fish, were hired. Yeah, Albert Fish wasn't far. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty... It was like baptized in fucking fire, for sure. <laughs> baptized in poop and pee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Peanut butter, butter and cider. <laughs> so you'll know what we're talking about if you listen <laughs> to that crazy shit. But his uh, his notoriety scale, his, mm-hmm. his notoriety meter was a 3.7. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he was doing his crimes, it's pretty high. Four. Yeah. He was, I mean... There were people missing. There mm-hmm. was talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were people being tortured. Well, and he was writing into the newspapers. He was yeah. writing into the police departments. That he was, was yeah. writing to the families. And that was before the trial. Then yeah. afterwards, yeah. we then, gave him a five because mm-hmm. it got even worse because they found out what he was actually doing yep. beyond all that shit. And they found out what he was doing to his own body. Right. Oh, <sighs> my God. That's the level of craziness where it's like... I can't I just, remember the number. It was like 73... They found, I can't remember, but it was something ridiculous, like 73 sewing needles or sewing pins inserted into his groin. Yeah. Into his... Dick and balls and chest. Yeah. I mean, was it in the dick and everything? It was, basically, what I think it was, was in the area between the anus and the testicles, in the taint. Well, that that makes sense. If I was going to shove a bunch of needles somewhere in my groin, that would be the spot. But some of them had worked their way up in... How could you even... I don't even know. How does he sit? I don't know how you do he was anything. Covered, he was covered with scars. Can you even imagine just from touching f- yourself with a needle tip down oh, there? From flogging himself as well. And, you know, he was... Ugh. Bah. <laughs> so, overall, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, his legend is low, though. 
like the legend of, of Albert Fish mm-hmm. is growing because I think as people are discovering this mm-hmm. and more and more people are podcasting in this this genre, mm-hmm. uh, it's getting up there. But it's like a two. It's still very get. low because yeah. when you say the name, if you if you're out in the public and you mention Jeffrey Dahmer, everyone knows. Ninety nine percent of the people are going to know who you're talking about. Yep. If you say Albert Fish, I didn't there know is until a, I worked for Dan. There's a large, large group of people that are going to be like, okay, who's that? Right. So his notoriety is extremely but low. But he's basically a fucking five. I know. As isn't far that crazy? as one of the most dangerous humans to have ever walked yeah. to an in, to in, random individuals. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're doing these meters. It's not just for fun. <laughs> Who are the most dangerous motherfuckers? Right. As of now, Albert Fish is hard to beat. He really is. And he, um, and he was he had a great criminal mind. He could have mm-hmm. been a five, but he kind of was a dumbass from time to time yeah. and arrogant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the legend, though, is growing, but it... it Nobody really picked up on it in the same way. How do you make a movie about mm-hmm. this? I mean, it would be so beyond anything you could show I don't, to that, ever depict any of it. That's the hard part is yeah. how do you create a movie that could be uh, so widely seen right. that would show this I mean, sort of thing? I mean... That's like Human Centipede times 50. Uh, so, And I've not seen that, so I, I haven't know. seen Our that either, seen but I've that, heard about it. He I've taunted heard about me it. with it, too. I know. Dipshit Files. Final Thoughts. So that is the bulk of our show. That's kind of what we're going to do. But we're going to do the dipshit meters at the end of kind of a story about Mm -hmm. the serial killers that we present in the future. And so the upcoming episode, our episode two, we're releasing two this week, Mm -hmm. uh, is going to have Ed Kemper, Joachim Kroll, and Josef Fritzl. Mm -hmm. So three more that you'll know from Time Suck. And again, we're not deep diving into them. Mm -hmm. We're really just examining, you know what the hell where they fall on the list of pieces of shit and Mm -hmm. also all the legends that have been created all throughout the western world and beyond and we'll kind of figure out why people like Joachim Kroll and Josef Fritzl aren't as famous in the larger world yeah well the language barrier it makes it really difficult to research too because um, there's a language barrier there yeah you know so it's it's hard to read those news articles so much of that at time suck but it was still very interesting so yeah next week is uh, Fritzl Kroll and Kemper. Yes. That should be pretty interesting. Yeah. So thanks to the Scatcast crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at the majority <laughs> of it right now. Also the dog. But thank you guys for listening. Thanks yeah. to all the Scat Cats for Absolutely. making it so we can do this. Uh, all the inside scoopers. We do want to hear um, if you go to the website, there's going to be a PDF uh, that we're going to upload. If you would like to join in on these episodes yep. and do your own rating, we're going to have the rating system on that PDF. Yeah. What did we get wrong? Let yeah. us know. Let us know what we missed. I mean, if you know more than we do about this, mm-hmm. which I'm sure a lot of you do, yeah, uh, let us know yeah. and give us your scale and I tell want us your why. Scale. Absolutely, yeah. and we're going to find out by the end of this. We're going to know, maybe not definitively, mm-hmm. but between you know Monique and I, and then all of you, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to know what the you know what these people actually are compared to each other, well, if see, possible. And, yeah, and and part of this was the need to divide uh, the lore. And, and the terror from the media mm-hmm. and the uh, untrue stories that were put out there to hype this person into this monster. Was it true? You know, that was part of the reason was trying to understand, uh, trying to gain an understanding of the truth. Yeah, we're both a kind of for truth in media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. It's hard using, to find. <laughs> it is. People using fear to sell newspapers is one of the lowest forms of life. Mm-hmm. And so we like to identify that in this too. And, you know, doing the time suck stuff, that is kind of the theme of time suck underlying. Nobody discusses that that much, but almost every, almost every single one of the time sucks that has to do with human beings mm-hmm. 
there's a role that the media plays and it's almost always awful. Yeah. It's almost always, oh, almost always. hurting mm-hmm. the, the situation, distorting it. Mm-hmm. And that's at best. Making a trial difficult. Yeah. Get, finding, <laughs> exactly. Finding the wrong people. Right. You know, guilty or innocent. Leaking information out prior to the fact so that yeah. it makes the, the, the investigation more difficult. Right. It's just awful. Right. Or having a political bullshit against the police mm-hmm. or having it, you know, against some other group mm-hmm. or, you know, that's that's where the fringe groups get. You know, that's where the media, the media is attacking the French or leaking out. The media creates the French. Sorry, I'm trying to say something, but I'm stupid. I was just going to say that sometimes they leak out speculation that has it's completely untrue. And it uh, turns the case even more difficult uh, for the defense uh, when it's when the person may not have been uh, guilty of the crime. And that's not with these serial killers. But there's cases that I followed where the person they have to prove without a uh, beyond a reasonable doubt that the person was guilty and it made it more diff you know or innocent and it made it more difficult for the defense even though the individual didn't do it mm-hmm. and you find out 10 years later they didn't do it because the real person came around and admitted to it and it was proven right but it made their defense more difficult why because the media published speculation mm-hmm. and uh, and we like to kind of run with shit ugh, as the public it's and terrible it's just the way it goes all right. Well, this has been the first episode of the yes. Dipshit Files. Dipshit Files. And, and I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Me too. And I feel like I learned some stuff definitely when we were going through this mm-hmm. as far as who knew. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer, Albert Fish, all these different characters. It's like they're all just in this pantheon of mm-hmm. shitheads. And now it's kind of like, no, Albert Fish was this mm-hmm. other unique monster. <laughs> and Jeffrey Dahmer was a monster. And Ed Gain? Gain. Goon? Gein. Gion. Like Ed Gion, mine. Ed mine was, uh, <laughs> he was a monster too, but not in the same way. Right. And it's interesting to see the differences in, in you know, what culture has done mm-hmm. with their names and whatnot. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Well, I've been, uh, I've been with my lovely wife, Monique. And I've been with my wonderful husband, Zach. And this has been the Dipshit Files. Yes, it is. And we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present. Yes, it will. Visit us at scatcast.com. Bye. Bye. Bing bong, bing.